Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. Jump into it, dude. I- I'm in. I'm right in. Thank you for listening to the Work For It podcast. It's Brian House and Dr. Brian Cohn <laughs> coming at you on a Thursday morning. Hoping your work week is going fantastic. Uh, Brian, first and foremost, I want to right away talk about the Bowie Knife Challenge. Dude, that is I am... Up. So excited and so anxious about how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but um, uh, Aaron Lee talked to the fine people over at uh, Empire Abrasives. They sponsor the podcast. They also sponsor my YouTube channel. Um, and they have, I very rarely ever talk about them. They're the kind of people that don't really require me to, to do much. I just, they just send me abrasives every month. And um, Dude, great where folks. can I sign up for that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you could reach out to Mike. I, I don't know what they're doing as far as the, uh, you know, how they work with like influencers and stuff like that, but you could try. I mean, I, they're good guys, but they are now offering a $200 prize purse to the winner of this challenge, which is so cool. And then Uh, number two gets $50 if I saw correctly. Yeah, I think that's, that's the case. And uh, their abrasives are great. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I mean, I, I love those guys over there, a small abrasives company, but they have tons and tons of things for sale on their website. Um, the, uh, so anyway, I got a message this morning from Dennis Tyrell and he was like, Oh, I haven't heard from you on Slack. I just want to make sure you're on schedule or whatever. And I know he listens to the podcast, so he's probably heard (laughs) me talking about how I'm going to be doing a photo finish at the end of this thing. uh, And it's true. I am at a photo. I didn't realize that we had to have the videos in by Wednesday. I thought it was by the 22nd and see what had happened was when I sold my company, something with my old email address was tied into Slack. Mm, so I gotcha. wasn't getting the messages like on Slack. Oh. And then See, I've been I've been kind of all over the Slack channel because obviously, you know, it's it's great communications with a lot of high end knife makers and you know, yeah. I'm I'm looking at what they're posting and whatnot, which is super cool. It's awesome to be a part of it. 
But, um, you know, I've just been noticing all the way throughout, like, where where the hell's Brian? You know, <laughs> I, I kind of expected you to kind of be up in the middle of everything, you know, commenting well, I, and whatnot. But I am, I am now. I I'm, I got back all I got it all back online now. Awesome. So I, I will be involved. And I, I had 240 messages <laughs> that I had not read. And I was like, yeah. oh, God. Uh yeah, so I started went and, I started going back through them and just reading everything. Tons of great information, oh, not only yeah, from sure. the knife making side of things, but also from like the content creation side of things. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of content creators in there that are just talking about their experiences, and it's kind of like a uh a, a, a window into you know their journey of uh, being a content creator. So super super cool stuff. But here's what I'll tell you. So uh, I am done with the knife. I'm done. Sh- yep. I'm done <laughs> shooting the video. Now it's just um, editing. And I've got 98% of the edit. Oh, Brian, look you at can you. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I am on track. And then tennis, <laughs> he says, uh, you can have until tomorrow. He's like, I just wanted it, you know? And so we record on Wednesdays. So you're mm. listening to this on a Thursday. Cause we release it on a Thursday. But uh, so by to, by the time this is out, I should be done with the video completely. And I'm really happy with the way it came out. I did a completely awesome. different style uh, than I normally do. Just kind of I walk through the entire process of the build oh, of wow. the knife. That's going to be awesome however, I don't do a lot of narration. I, ju- I don't mm. even do a lot of talking in the video. It's mostly just showing the process. And then from time to time, I'll chime in and go, this is where we're at with the knife. And, you know, I, this is how I, you know, work this over. There's a few times where I do talk and I explain like mm-hmm. my heat treating process or whatever. But sure. for the most part, it's all just watching me work and moving forward and music, believe mm-hmm. it or not. So I did, I, I, it's a risky, it's always risky to go with music in a YouTube maker video. Mm. But I love music in videos, and yeah, I just I want to do it more. And I don't care what people say anymore. So I'm just like, I'm going to make a video that <laughs> I like. You know, I'm I'm just going to make the videos that I like to make. I definitely yeah. feel like a lot of my build videos, the music is a little bit caustic, if you will. Uh, my my like video too heavy or yeah, maybe like- I, there. It's a little like almost EDM type. You know, it's basically a lot of beats in the background and stuff going on. Yeah. Um, do you ever That's get anybody commenting like they don't like the music? I've, any... I don't think I've ever gotten a comment on my music before. And honestly, okay. I just feel like you need something going on other than just like the, you know, workshop noises. And, you know, having something interesting going on in the background while you're watching just seems to, I don't know, make make it a more pleasurable experience. But, I'm with um, you. I, I like the music. As long as I'm learning something yeah. uh, and the music isn't really heavy that's (laughs) that's my issue you know i love heavy music but i don't like the video making video and heavy music together it's just it's too much visual and audio stimulation all at once oh gotcha gotcha i I like to have like you know some some more kind of like i'm you know i'm an old guy now so i like to have like you know like i chose music that was more kind of like alternative you know lighter okay. alternative maybe cool. indie rock or something like that i cool. guess is the and i used get this i used all youtube royalty free music whoa look at you i dove into their library again i haven't been in that library for over a year 
And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go through their library and see if their music choices are any better. Than oh, so much ago. better. Like, so much better. Yeah, It's crazy how much more you can use and how many choices you get. But yeah, it's it's decent music. And I found multiple. I could have used probably 10 or 15 different pieces, even though I only use five. But, uh, you know, and my video is kind of long. It's like 18 minutes. Oh, at this point, so <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. mine's right around the 24, 25 minute mark. Uh, I don't know how that's going to do in the competition because I feel like that's a little bit long, like excessively long. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, you know, we, you and I have talked about you being more concise with your, you know, your forging. Sometimes it tends to go a little long. You yeah. know that kind of thing because people's attention spans are so you short. can only hit the you can only hit the metal so many times before yeah. people go you know like hey that's I, I get it <laughs> yeah that's enough so but the you know hey it's it's all part of the process of learning how to create content yeah. and finding your niche you never know you might find people that really like to watch that kind of stuff and and yeah. dug it I mean if a guy like me can make freaking videos about building grinders I mean and people watch that so you know. Brian is gone. He's completely gone. I don't know where you went, Brian. He'll jump back in in a second, I assume. Uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm working on this uh, YouTube video uh, for this Bowie Knife Challenge. And the the kind of the cool thing about this whole process of being a part of these makers who make videos uh, around making something and then making that one thing that's all kind of the same um, I feel like I feel really blessed to be a part of that community and and um, and Dennis and Aaron Lee, Dennis Tyrell of Tyrell Knifeworks and Aaron Lee of A. Lee Knives. They're the two guys that um, that put uh, that that put the effort into creating these types of challenges. So here's the deal on Friday, the 22nd of October, 2021. So 10 2221 the Bowie Knife Challenge videos will all be released at the same time 12 noon Eastern Standard or New York time New York Standard time they will all be released and uh, sent out into the ether so uh, go out on YouTube and find those videos and watch them there's going to be I think there's a total of 19 contestants 19 or 20 I can't remember um, but the uh, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of guys doing this work that are, that uh, take the approach of knife making differently. You know, they look at it differently. They do it differently. And I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be an excellent, an excellent, uh, watch. So tons of content being released on Friday. All right. Brian's, Brian's trying to get a hold of me here. Let's see. So, all right, Brian's back. Brian's back. Hey, live. hey all right. All right. We got him back. So, um, all right. So, so t I know you've been done with your video for a while on, yes. uh, on your end because you're an overachiever. Um, <laughs> and w that's okay. I, I like that about you. Um, but I, you know, here's, here's what's happened. So I started the knife and then I, there was like massive delay. Like I ended up working on the blade. Mm -hmm. Getting it heat or actually getting it annealed and ground down and getting everything kind of like ready to go. And that was like three weeks ago because I was sending you photos of mm -hmm. that. And then all of this stuff started happening with the delays on the fork truck, the delays on the paint or the uh, right. AC guys. And then we Life totally got in the way of you. And yes. And then get this. So my steel distributor 
my sales rep had been on vacation for like a week. And I knew this. It was fine. She told me that they were going to deliver all of my steel on the 19th, which is would be like today. The day that okay. this – or no, let's see. Not the 19th. Yeah, Tuesday, the 19th. That was the day it was supposed to be delivered. Today's the mm-hmm. 20th. So uh, I said to – I sent her an email saying like, hey, you know, um, just want to verify that. You know, this was on Monday, by the way. I'm all – this is – I'm not even that organized, Brian. But what I've discovered is is that everyone in the world is a lot less organized than me. I, I don't know. I don't understand how people can be this disorganized and do their jobs, oh my but gosh. whatever. Yeah. So I email her on Monday the 18th confirming the 19th de- delivery. Okay. And she writes me right back and she says, sorry, it's going to be delayed until Wednesday. No, no problem. Okay. No problem. That was actually a good thing for me because it freed me up a little bit. So then I said to her, look, I'm not in that location. I've moved. I'm moving Mm -hmm. my location. Uh, My fork truck and everything's in Fort Myers. Here's my new address. Please confirm. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. She's like, yep, great. I got it in the system. Yep. Perfect. Okay. We'll be there on the 20th. Great. And I said, just so you know, I'm not in that location. You will need to call me and let me know and verify that my number one, my steel is on the truck. And number two, just give me a half hour heads up. I'll meet you there. Right. Okay, no problem. So I go. The, I can wake I ta- up this. Can I take a guess? Yeah, you they, can guess. They called you, say, "Hey, we're here. Where the hell are you?" Exactly. <laughs> call, the, the truck driver calls me in front of my building. Now I'm all. I'm like forty some minutes away. Right. In downtown Naples, my new building is forty minutes north. And I said to the guy, "I go." You know, you you were supposed to call me and and just give me a heads up. And he's like, I never got that note. Whatever. Oh, so fine. But here's what happened. So this morning I woke up and I read Dennis's email where he was like, you know, the videos are due on the twenty second or mm-hmm. they're due on the on Wednesday, which is sure. the twentieth. Today. And I and today. And I was like, you know, my glue up was already done. Everything was ready to go. I just needed to film the final portion of it, like putting the edge on the blade and mm-hmm. testing it and doing whatever. It was there wasn't much left. And I woke up in a panic, like 6 a.m., and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go into the office or go to the shop at 6 o'clock, 6.30, and just do this, do this, you know, finish this project. And then mm-hmm. by the time I'm done, it should be like 9, 9.30, and by then I should get a call from the, the truck. Well, yeah, they called me at 10.30, but they were already there. Right. So I'm like, you know, buttoning things up. I get in my car. I race up there. Luckily, the truck driver was really nice. He was fine with it. He was like, I get it. You know, whatever. I, we're waiting all the time anyway. This is totally normal behavior. Okay. And uh, which is fine. And I offload the tube steel from the truck and I'm like, well, where's the rest of it? And he's like, well, see, it says here it's all back ordered. Oh, so, like, no. they sent me all this tube steel, you know, which, by the way, the fork truck did amazing. Like, it <laughs> ran like a freaking champ, no leaks. Was it lifted this- these huge. Huge pallets of heavy steel, like 6,000 pounds a piece. It was awesome. Was this the first time you got to use it moving steel? Correct. This How was the good first did that time. feel? I had a huge, huge, like, lump in my throat from, the <laughs> from like, like thinking to myself, like, what if something pops on this thing? Like, while I'm taking this stuff off this truck. You know, I, and, and, you know, I have no confidence in this thing because I've never used it. Right. And then when I I slid the forks into the first pallet, right, and mm-hmm. I lift that pallet off the truck, 
I felt like such a baller. I was like, Atlas, I, yeah, Atlas yeah. was alive. <laughs> Atlas came alive. Yeah. And, and it was like this machine just wanted to work. Oh, this machine was awesome. like, let's do this thing. And I'm like, you know, me, I'm driving these pallets and I have to drive them like, you know, pretty far away because the truck driver can't get right in front of my unit. So I have to mm-hmm. like kind of go around a corner and stuff. I'm swinging this thing around. I'm driving with like 5,000 pounds on it. I think didn't even like skip a beat, not even one time. So um, anyway, huge uh, relief, number one. And also something that used to take me five hours took me 20 minutes. That so, is so cool. Dude, that is so much huge. time that you were wasting in the past that now you will have back. That ta- time vampire is gone. It's gone. And like – how much is your back going to love it to not have to lift every piece of steel through a door? Yeah. Well, let me, t- <laughs> so you're right about that part of it. So I got it all in and th- there was one pallet left on the truck and it was a 55 gallon drum. And he's okay. like, this is yours too. And I was like, what? He's like, no, this is yours. And I was like, I didn't order any like liquids or anything. He was like, well, it's got your name on it. It's got your number on it. He's like, you got to take it. So I was like, okay. So I offload this 55 gallon drum. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, all I can think about is the movie, um, with, uh, uh, men at work. Do you ever, it's an old Um, Charlie Sheen movie. Like, I don't know if I saw that one. It's old. It's like an, it's like from the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. It's got Mm -hmm. Charlie Sheen in it. Tiger Blood himself. Sure, sure. And uh, when he was young. And it's got Emilio Estevez in it. Mm-hmm. And then what they they end up finding a body in a 55-gallon what? drum because they're, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they're garbage men, right? So okay. it's called Men at Work. It's a real – it's a campy, you know, funny B movie. It's, okay. it's It's worth a watch. It holds up. We watched it the other night, and it, it does hold up. So anyway, they find a body in a 55-gallon drum. And I keep, so I'm offloading this 55-gallon drum thinking, I'm going to pop this thing open and there's going to be like a dead CEO <laughs> or a dead executive in this thing. What am I going to find in here? And no, and no kidding, they stacked my tooling arms like on end in a 55-gallon drum. Oh, okay. So, because there's so many of them. There was 200 of them. Mm-hmm. And, the you know, obviously it's just quicker, you know, to slide them in a drum and then just seal them up. And um, But that was what was in them. So... I got a free 55 gallon drum. There we go. What can we do with this thing? I'm like thinking to myself, like, mm. Ooh, I'm going to do something with this for sure. Like, we we have to do something with it. You need you to know, put th- it up on its side, put it on mechanized rollers, and make it into one of those giant tumbling drums. See, you know what? You and I are on the same wave. Hey, I look had, at us. I had an idea where I wanted to make a big tumbler shaker, not not one go. that would roll. But one that would shake and t- like like the one I have right now that mm. like just basically shakes and rolls the stuff on the inside. Mm. I wanted to make one of those out of a fifty-five gallon drum. Man, I almost feel like a rolling version of that would be a hell would of a lot pretty easier. Pretty cool. It, oh, I feel it like it'd be, be easier to manufacture. Mm. Oh yeah, you're not lying. Yeah, it would definitely be easier. But I think, yeah, yeah, you know, but it would be easier to load. If it didn't roll, like if I cut mm. it open on the on the side, yeah, and then made a hinge type system, it'd be loud though. Oh boy, would it be loud? Oh, it would be pretty God. cool. Now it sounds like they're going to be doing that for you every single time now. I would imagine. So I'll now, have all I've actually. I feel to like you're going to have fifty gallon butt drums, you know, all over the place. What can we do? With we this need, co- we need know, to come up with something. Dustin and Devin 
their first video, I think it was their first video that went to a million views. Maybe it was their knife, their file knife video. Was that, went to was that the views. one that they made a fireplace out of one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That one went, I think it's a million views. Um, the last time I looked at it, which was a few months ago, it was like 880,000 or something views. Yeah. But yeah, they made a 55-gallon drum fire pit, and that went crazy and and just viral. You know, so. so you need to build one of those and then one of these tumbling drums and then what else? What else? Maybe I, I'm a thinking, raft? I, I was <laughs> a sailboat, maybe. Uh, hey. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was actually thinking about making an homage to Men at Work and painting <laughs> it like the the barrel that they found the dead guy in in the movie because it's got like a nuclear waste like mm-hmm. symbol on the side. And, um, and doing that and then putting one of those like, uh, skeletons, skeletons in yeah. it. Yes, exactly. From like a Halloween store. Yeah. And like, yeah. And this to make a men at work kind of like deal. And, Dude, that'd uh, be hilarious. Hanging from the ceiling or something. I want my <laughs> studio to start to turn into like, kind of like, um, the cave from tested from Adam Savage. Oh my cave, gosh. Yeah. That'd be so where cool. he's got all that shit hanging from the ceiling and like, you know, all the different stuff he's made over the years. That's what I want to do. Like, every single time I watch a tested video and you just look at Adam's shop, there is an infinite amount of things to look at. And every single one totally. is so incredibly like distinct and, you know, interesting. Like it's all been on TV. It's all, yeah. you know, all the things he's, and believe it or not, he probably has more views on YouTube now than he ever got on TV because I don't know if you've seen, but he's like six or 8 million subscribers oh, yeah. now on, uh, on YouTube. So I don't know. Yeah, Mythbusters serious. was really popular, but it's, it's incredible that, you know, you can just take one of those guys, throw them on a YouTube channel, have them do a couple projects and it just blows up like crazy. Sometimes Adam doesn't even do the projects. He just yeah, talks just and, sits and, there and people talks. watch it. I watch it. I, you know, yeah. I'll turn on his channel in my uh, studio while I'm working and if I'm not filming and I'll just like, let him do his thing Yeah, because a lot of it's verbal. Right. And you don't have to watch what he's doing. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, hey, so tell me, other than the Bowie Knife Challenge mm-hmm. and what you got going on um, with that, what else is happening in your life, in your workshop? So in my workshop, I actually finally finished that giant batch of knives. And holy oh, no cow, kidding. does it All feel 13? good. Yeah, well, I actually jumped down to 12 because I broke one. So I gotcha. um, I'll just add one more back to the next batch, but... Yeah, I've got the entire batch finished, everything polished. So Monday, I got up at 4, was in the shop by 5 with that hour drive. And, you know, I worked until 6 p.m. So <laughs> it was, I guess, I guess I got back to the house at 6 p.m. So, yeah, it was it was a long day. And then I did wow. the exact same thing again on Tuesday. So you it has been a couple it. I, it has been a couple really hard days today um you know i basically hung around the house did a couple chores and like i slept in till almost 10 o'clock and it felt fantastic i haven't oh, done I that a long ass time yeah. but i did two days where i was basically i mean even on those two days where I, I was working for it um you know i sat down for lunch for a half an hour and like that was pretty much it <laughs> So it's it's just been, you know, a lot of, you know, hustling in the shop the last couple of days. I I even really didn't post a whole lot uh, from it. I did a live stream at the end or almost towards the end of yesterday. But other than that, I haven't really posted much. I really should have slowed down and t- um, taken a couple pictures. 
But yeah, my social media game has been just just slammed and shut. Like I didn't do anything yeah. with it, and it's because I have just been going ten hours a day for the last yeah. you know couple of weeks. But we did get the painting done in the new studio. Yeah, so I saw that. Fun. It looked great in there. But yeah, so um, outside of my shop, this past weekend was actually homecoming for the Central Michigan football team. And um, I I did a part of the uh, the alumni band for the marching band, so I got to. I saw that. I was wondering yeah. if those were old photos, but <laughs> then I nope. realized alumni, right? Yep. So you're you're you were yep. on your way back to just kind of visit and stuff. That's so. So cool, man. that day was really fun because I got to see a bunch of people I haven't seen in five or six years. So that was it was cool to reconnect with a bunch of those people, and um, you know, basically I showed up and um, so with the halftime show. Basically, the the CMB, the Central Michigan Marching Band, did a did one show where they're moving and playing, and then they stop, and then us old folks jump on, you know, basically jump in in line with the rest of the section. So I was with the trombones, and we played two songs, and then we ran out and they finished up their show and did that whole thing. But we did one run through, and we played Smash Mouth, um, All Star, and uh, Shake oh, a I Tail bet you Feather. That was good. I, I oh, like yeah, that fun. song. A oh, lot of people sure. shit all over uh, <laughs> Smash Mouth, but that's a yeah. great song to play in an orchestra, you know, because it's just, <laughs> it's such a cool tune. Yeah. It's such a great and it's song. so recognizable. And like the other one was um, Shake a Tail Feather from like, I, I'm sure a lot of people has heard it on Blues Brothers. But um, yeah, so it was interesting because literally that morning we went and played with them. And that was the first time I saw the music and I played through it twice and I already had it memorized. Oh, it's like I hadn't I thought for sure that skill was going to be completely gone for me because like back when I was when I was marching, I, I marched for four years and literally we did a, a different halftime show every single week. And, um, you know, basically you have a week to memorize the music, memorize your dots or all the different spots you're supposed to march and when you're supposed to move and all that type of stuff. And like you have, you know, sometimes you get two weeks, sometimes you get a week to memorize the show. And like that repetition of doing that so much, you know, it kind of made you really good at like playing through a piece of music a couple times and having it memorized immediately. Sure. And I just, I just assumed over the last five years or so, like that, that skill would be gone, but it just came back immediately, which was no, kind of I interesting. Have the same, I have the same thing because I also played music and uh, for many, many years, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I still, I can still play. I just don't play much anymore, but the. I have this thing where I'm able to remember things in sequence. And I think it's because when I was young in my formidable years, I played a lot of music and had to memorize a lot of music. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something that's a very valuable skill to have. Uh, (laughs) And it, and it's like riding a bicycle, you know, I apply it to everything. I apply it to, I, when I was in the computer business, I could take a a laptop apart that had, you know, over a hundred screws and put it all back together the same way it went apart and I attributed that to music. And also I attribute my ability to do the knife work and the making that I do to that as well, because it's like, you're learning a sequence. You're learning mm-hmm. how things have to be and what order. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there, including the people I buy my steel from who can't be <laughs> that organized, who can't seem to remember just about anything. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, geez. Well, that's cool, man. I, I saw the photos and I thought, man, is that an old photo of Brian? I'm like, no, that, that looks nope. like, that looks like a recent photos. And it was a great yeah. shot. Wow. 
You're yeah. like right in the front, right in the front with all the trombones. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice a lot work. of fun. And then, of course, all the way throughout the game, my videographer Kyle was out on the field taking pictures because he's the videographer for Central. True. So I've, That's I've taken... how you got that photo. I got Yeah, you. yeah. Right. That was that was a hookup from Kyle for sure. <laughs> you got you got an in with the oh, yeah. with the media people. That's that's cool, man. There that it is. is there cool. it is. Well, hey, I don't know if you've taken a look at WFI projects at all. On, oh yeah, uh, on Instagram, but WFI projects now has seven hundred and thirty-five <laughs> posts. Dude, how cool uh, is that? And they're not my posts, by the way. I'm not the one <laughs> tagging shit like uh, I used to. I don't tag WFI projects anymore. But yeah, I mean, no, I, I stopped doing that as well. I I feel like this is kind of a good place for the listeners to show off their work instead of us trying to fill up the feed. I was just doing it initially to just try to get some traction, but yeah. it it took off. So and and by the way, there is some insanely cool stuff like Moonshine Leatherworks. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna. Oh, that I knew up. you were gonna pick that one. I picked it first. Uh, he's got these. I don't know are these strops or oh no, they're gunsling, uh, thumbhole guns gunslings with inlaid lettering. Yeah, slings featured new bottom light inlay. And these are two hundred and ten dollars plus five dollars shipping per order, and they just—they look like they're something right out of like Deadwood. Yeah, or, or isn't, just, aren't those cool? Oh my god! And they say Lofton on them; they're just right. fantastic. So, what a cool piece! And then going on with that Moonshine Metalworks uh, train, these uh, wallets are fantastic. This one has like some sort of a like. Well, it's it's that same inlay that they they have on those lettering. Um, they have this inlaid, it looks like some sort of a canvas inlaid on this leather. It looks so incredibly cool. And honestly, you know, my wallet is starting to fall apart. I might have to hit them up for a wallet because this these things look like they're built to last. And this is not a true wallet. It's actually a money clip, which is better. Oh, yeah. I think it's better than a wallet. Wallets have a tendency to get too fat and, Dude, and with a money, you know, with all the money I've, I make and, and <laughs> fold up into my pocket every day. Uh, you know, I, I, I need a bigger wallet, so I actually don't carry a wallet anymore because of it, because I just, I just roll my thousand dollar bills into a huge <laughs> wad. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'll stuff my, uh, two cents and maybe a dollar bill in my little wallet that doesn't <laughs> seem to want to. Listen, man, I'm on the corner peddling steel. You know, that's yeah, what man. I do. I'm, I'm, yeah, out, man. I'm out there now. I got, I got a the fork steel truck pimp to pay here. for. Exactly. I got a fork truck to pay for, Brian. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I do so, like his money clips, though. That, that yeah, is those really things cool. look really good. Those look really good. So moving on, Wangle's Workshop looks like he's done a bunch of uh, Kydex worth work with all these sheaths on this post. Did you watch his last video, the one that he made just like the shop EDC? It was like a shop knife type deal. It's It's like a knife with no handle, basically. Yeah, I saw – I don't think I watched all the way through. I had something come up where I, I had to click away, but – um, I watch a good portion of that, and isn't that a cool design? He is also a fellow competitor in the buoy challenge. Yes, sir. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, he's uh, he joined up the uh, Cole Angle joined us in that mm-hmm. uh, maker. It's it's really friggin' cool to like tie in two communities because you know yeah you, i did the the Gyoto challenge with all those guys the, mm-hmm. i was far i'm i'm one of the og challenge guys <laughs> right i got fourth place in the first round mm-hmm. and by the way i plan on winning this round 
dude. As long as I'm not last, you know what? Even if I am last, I don't even You're care. Not be last. I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm going to I'm going to make this statement right now. You are not going to be last. Yeah, well. I know you're not going to be. <laughs> I'll last. believe it when I see it. You're going to be second to last and I'm going to oh, be first. Great. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, I just bust your chops. I feel so good to bust your balls sometimes. Dude, I just I don't know what it, it is. I love so, it. So Cole Angle from Wangle's workshop, he his stuff is his gear that he makes is so clean and well done and his videos are clean and well done. Like I said, in the last mm-hmm. uh, podcast, he, he, he reminds me of kind of like the original Jeremy uh, from simple little life yeah. videos, which I really yeah. dig. It's just like straight up like mechanics of making a knife. Honestly, when I was first getting into knife making, Jeremy from simple little life was literally the first knife maker I started to watch and where I learned a lot of my skills from. So every time I watch one of Jeremy's videos, I buy more shit. Like buy more tools. <laughs> the reason yep. I own a friggin' sandblast cabinet is because of him. Yeah. You know, he, I, he's, I watched a video where he did a really cool texture uh, on a knife using mm-hmm. um, using a sandblaster. And I was like, oh, I should get one of those. And then at the same time, Grizzly was having a sale and I contacted them and then they were like, oh, you, you know, we love your YouTube videos here. You know, you can have this one for whatever price. And I ended up buying that in a bandsaw at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I don't use it that often, but when I do use it, it is like one of those tools where I'm like, thank God I have this. Yeah. And yeah. I saw he, he did a video on an air powered stippling gun that he puts texture on a, f- a couple of his knives with. Ridiculous, right? How it's cool so cool. Is that? I ended up buying one, and I, I don't think I've used it yet. I just bought it and set it up to use it, and then just set it aside and completely forgot about it. What's it for, <laughs> though? What's it actually for? It's not for doing texturing. Is I think it? it's, it's for, for like cleaning removing. up welds or something like that. Uh, I'm not entirely right, sure. Yeah. It's it's meant to take like forge scale off or weld yeah. scale. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. His, his concepts I think are what really shine with Jeremy's work. I mean, his work is super clean, his ideas, his designs, but like when he takes something and changes it, you're like, oh man, that's such a good idea. Absolutely. And you know, he has a background in photography. So his, you know, his videos are very well composed and everything is well balanced and looks fantastic. So it's just like, how do you not watch him? You know? And the other thing I love about Jeremy is his absolute 1000% disdain for corporate culture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's like the beginning of every great YouTuber. They're like, I had this job, I was working for a corporation and they effed me over <laughs> and now I'm here making videos. Jeremy Sears, I don't know if you know who he is, but Jeremy Sears is it, um, in Florida. He's in St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Same, same story. He was a corporate stooge for a while. And mm-hmm. then just realized that is not what I want to do with my life. He quit and started a YouTube channel and it was like the best thing he ever did. I yeah. Mean, and in fact, he talks about the reason he got his hands tattooed. He got like all of his knuckles and his hands tattooed up. And it's because he said he never wanted to go back to the corporate life. And he knew if he tattooed his hands, he could never get a job in an there office we go. again. So he just did it, and mm-hmm. and I thought that was just fascinating to listen right. to. You know, somebody and had that also, much put that much thought into it. You know, it also puts you in the mindset as like you know, 
I can't go back to that comfortable. Well, I don't know if it was even a comfortable job, but you know, it really forces you. You know, you know, you're all in. There's, there's no going back. I love that. That's so cool. I love it too. I, I think it's fantastic. So yeah, big yeah, cheers so, to Jeremy. Both big, Jeremys. Absolutely. But yeah, going back to Wangle's workshop. Um, you know, these Kydex sheaths look like they're incredibly well done. Kydex is something that I am definitely looking into getting into here shortly. But I love the fact that his sheaths, it looks like it can be mounted both vertically and horizontally with those strap or with those um loop belt loops. Yep. So that's that's awesome. I don't know if I've really seen that too much. But I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it too. I, I and I'm with you on the Kydex thing. I it's something I really want to learn. And I think Bald Man Knife and Tool, who is in my town now, uh, he is a Kydex guy. So he yeah. has offered to uh, basically, uh, you know, give me a, a tutorial on Kydex, <laughs> which I very much need. Maybe someday when I finally get down to Florida, he can help me out with that too. Well, you know, I was brainstorming with James Fleming. Do you know who James Fleming is? American. Name sounds familiar. His, his Instagram handle is American Wastelander. Oh, yeah, for sure then. Okay, so you know who he is. Yeah. So uh, I am uh, – he's building a revolution. And so we – I just shipped his kit yesterday. Actually, it shipped today. Um, and he, he is um, – he went and studied under Jason Knight at Jason's house. Oh wow! And and really took a, a lot away, you know, from working with Jason. Oh yeah, of course he would. <laughs> yeah, and and then he said, you know, someday I really want to teach classes. Okay. And so I, I was like, okay, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm building out this studio, and it's big, and you know, we could we could easily hold classes there. Okay. Fort Myers is has a lot more options for lodging than Naples does. Like I, I should say a lot more affordable options than Naples right. does. So I'm thinking to myself, like, why wouldn't we do this? Why wouldn't we hold weekend classes in my shop and invite makers down, people who are influential in the community mm-hmm. and do these classes? And I'll set it all up and, you know, we can even teach like we could do grinder building classes, welding, you know, whatever people want to learn. Mm-hmm. And if we can get enough people in one room, it would make it worth it for whoever comes down. Absolutely. And, does the work. and it could be like a little mini vacation, too, for their family. You know, yeah, they could stay for a week and then just work over the course of a weekend, you know, doing mm-hmm. the class. And then, you know, that rest of that week, they're free to do whatever, you know. Um, that sounds so, like a great setup. I love yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And he's definitely down with it. And I think if I reached out to any, you know, anybody that could could feasibly get away for that long to do it, I think we could make it so that the money would be worth doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you say charge like five hundred bucks for a weekend, mm-hmm. and you get ten people in a room, that's five grand. Mm-hmm. And you know, then so however the split works out, you know, you you figure it out. I mean, if somebody were to come down and teach a class and, it, you know, they would come to Florida, have a week vacation and make like three thirty, like thirty five hundred bucks or something like that to do sure. it. I think it would be worth it for a couple of days. Yeah, and absolutely. you would get the exposure and connection and networking and all of that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something to be on the lookout for in the near future. 
I think probably within a year, I think I will start doing that. <laughs> Dude, do you not have enough projects to be working on? <laughs> well, I mean, I do, but at the same time, I love the community. So I no, really I, want, I you know, like, I feel like that's something that is, could be huge. Like it could Absolutely just be good. such a cool thing to do, you know, like that would be, that, that's another revolution project in my head. Like that's mm-hmm. another passion project where, yeah, it's probably doesn't make sense. And it's probably really time intensive. Um, but it, 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 it's like, I just definitely want to do it, you know? So it's going to be the Brian House Metalwork Institute of Art. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> we'll just call it the House Institute of Art. How about there that? we go? There we go. HIA. HIA. That sounds so good. Right? Holy I just cow. came up with it. Well, you and I came up with that together. There it is. There it is. I love it. So Brian Cohn is teaching classes. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, and, I'm down and, for it. Because, you know, Brian, if, if you think about it, like we, you could do like make a knife in a weekend type thing. Yeah. You know, and, and that's definitely doable. You know? Absolutely. And, it's doable. And you could you could teach a class on like just whatever your particular niche is. And then mm-hmm. the other, you know, the other part of it is, is you're teaching and while you're teaching, you're hanging out and you're getting mm-hmm. to talk to people, you know, and Florida, like, especially in the winter, if we did this in the winter. I mean, everybody wants to get out of, you know, the cold at least for a week. <laughs> Trust me, I totally get that. Yep. You know, in the middle of the winter. Yeah, we could do classes all winter long. Let's do uh, it. I'm yeah, down. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know you. I figured you would be. I figured, like, I could, uh, once the border opens, I could get Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters to come down and do a class. Oh, I know that. He would be down for it. Yeah. It'd be fun just to get him and us in a room, you know, get a couple other people. I mean, shoot, how fun do you think that would be just to... First of all, be able to hang out with all those people and then, you know, see all of our, you know, working styles come together into a, a class. Man, that's yeah, going to be uh, awesome. That's I'm what down. I'm saying. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm down too. I'm totally down. Like, I want to do this tomorrow. You know? <laughs> Let's set it up. Yeah. It up. Uh, you know, just let me know where I'm going. Let me know where I'm <laughs> flying to. I'm, I'll uh, book a ticket now. I was thinking, like, we'll build this mezzanine, right? And we'll just get a bunch of bunk beds and hammocks, and we'll just, like, okay. oh, you know, everybody can do that way. You don't even have to get a hotel, you know? There it is. Put a shower in there, you know? Yeah. All right. So, speaking man, of right. pickle cutters, let's go ahead and talk about this little uh, EDC knife you posted on WFI Projects. This is his first San Mai. Yeah. And it, it's wrought iron cladded on. What is it? Shoot, I just lost it. 1095. Yeah. How cool, man. Holy cow. So he cow. did this by hand. And, yeah, and, that's and badass. in fact, I called him when he was in the process of doing this. I video called him yeah. uh, to ask him a question. And like a super trooper, he answers. And he's got freaking metal in a coal forge. <laughs> <laughs> And he's and I'm like, hey, do you know how to use this knife vice? And I was trying to get it because I knew he had one too. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to like affix this one thing. And he walked me through it like a true, I, like I'm like, dude, you're in the middle of like forging something. Like I'll just call you back. He's like, no, 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 I, no, no. Here, I'll, you know, we'll just do this right now. It's no problem. <laughs> so Nick, I love you, brother. I yeah, I love how so chill he is. I love the fact that. You know, he could be literally halfway through a hammer blow and he'll stop whatever he's doing to answer your question. And it's just it's, like, how nice. It's the Canadian in him, I think. It, is. it really it is. is. And the pot smoker. I think those, <laughs> you know. 
Canadian and pot smoker mixed together, you have like the nicest person on the planet. The chillest dude on the planet. Totally the most amazing guy ever. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I, I've I was he warmed my heart that he even answered the phone. So Yeah. But uh yeah, that San Mai is ridiculous. It's so San cool. Mai looks great. The Coca Bolo handles, the the uh brown G ten, which honestly I thought it was like a patinaed brass when I first saw it. They do look like brass, but yeah, they he says they're G ten. Do you ever have any issues with Coco Bolo? Do you ever get the the itchies from it? I've only done one knife with a Coca Bolo handle and I didn't have a single problem with it. Some but... people are like deathly allergic to that shit. Ooh. Have you heard this? Well, I've heard it on Knife Talk, and I've heard of um, certain certain parts that were, you know, inflamed because oh, of yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. But no, it's the truth. Like, people get, they break out from it and stuff. So Is it from know. the sawdust, or is it just, like, touching Coca Bolo? I think it's the oil in the wood. Oh. And, you know, like, uh, mango does that to me. Oh, I'm really? to mango, yeah. Yeah, mango wood is... Uh, the tree or the genus of mango is in the same family with uh, poison ivy. And really? Poison oak. I had no yes. idea. So I don't know how they're connected, but they are. And I was always in poison ivy when I was a kid. So I'm like death, deathly allergic to poison wow. ivy. Like I, I get it. It gets all over my body. And then I was, uh, I live in Florida. So, and I was growing a mangrove tr- ma- mango tree. Mm-hmm. I plucked a mango and some of the sap ran down my hand, mm-hmm. and I just blew up like a balloon. Wow. And then uh, I talked to somebody, and they were like, yeah, it's in the same family as poison ivy or poison oak. Really? Blew my mind. See, I'm the exact opposite. I can lay in a field of poison ivy and poison oak, and it doesn't bother me at all. I don't know really? what it is about me, but I've never had an issue with it. It's probably your beard. <laughs> That's something to do with that beard. I don't know. No, I just got being from the North Pole and stuff. Maybe that that could be it. It's my natural Santa powers. Oh my God. That's so funny. Goodness. Shed time down under. All right. Shed time down under is my buddy, Noel Ham. Oh, man. I think it's Hammock. Let me look it up because I want to say Hammock. Hold on. Hancock, not Hammock. Hancock. (laughs) Noel Hancock. Uh, he is down in, um, down under in the, on that continent that's down there by New Zealand. What's it called? <laughs> Austria. <laughs> Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> so, south of the border, oh. uh, down there in Australia. Oh, um, goodness. Noel Hancock. Uh, <laughs> actually, Noel, I'm not, I'm, I'm messing with him. It, it, okay. He he is a uh, he's been a really good friend. Just met him online, and then we've been talking back and forth and stuff. And uh, he got he built a revolution, and then um, started making knives again and getting back into working with his hands. and And it's been like really good for his mental health. And he's you know he talks openly about it. It's a really cool thing. His knife. I don't know if you found it yet, but there's yes. like a an arrow and a and. Mm-hmm. A, and what an interesting design this is. Yeah, it almost looks, honestly, that, it almost looks like that? a tiny Bowie. It looks like a tiny Bowie, but he's he's used, is that, um, is that Mother of Pearl, or is that something he did to the steel to make it look like that? Wow, I almost wonder if that's like a mirror polish up on the top and it's reflecting like a window or something. 
Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, I'm seeing that. It just looks like there's some sort of rainbow. Yeah, it's so cool. So, Noel, if you're listening, I'm interested. So it says, 440C blade, bolster and guard, pins and lanyard tube are stainless scales. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Scales are eucalyptus root burl, and he added stainless water buffalo horn and black spacers for detail. Wow. Anyway, go look at it. His Instagram handle is shed time down under, all one word, and he just joined Instagram, so it would blow his mind if everybody went there and followed him all at the same time. Yeah, because I just hit the follow really cool. button. Yeah, that's yeah. a necessity right there. He only has 25 followers. He's oh, only got come five on. Po- well, he's only got five posts. He like he joined like you know I don't know a week ago or something. But stop what you're doing, guys. Blow his shit up. Let's. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's worth it because look at that knife. That thing's gorgeous. It's just such an interesting design. I I've never yeah. seen anything like it, and I really like it. It, yeah, it looks sure. doesn't it look Australian to you? <laughs> like when you look at that knife, you go like, oh, that was made in Australia for sure. Yeah, that is definitely something you'd want to skin a kangaroo with. <laughs> do people skin kangaroos i have no thing? idea man <laughs> i'm just talking out of my ass over here it's i don't ridiculous. know ridiculous <laughs> that's funny i mean i i guess people hunt them i don't know maybe they're endangered i don't know i'm not sure. i couldn't tell you man no idea all right anything else you want to talk about what well, about Ben's... mark vanderwerf oh sure mark go Van ahead Den- his knife game has really gotten good i don't know oh, if you've sure. looked at his stuff uh, but he's really stepped up his game with the he's doing a batch of five blades. He's doing a G10 liners. He's got uh, and I didn't realize this, but UK knife maker supplies is Toby. Really? I think I think that's what he says. I, I thought he. Yeah. Owned by Toby Fire and Steel podcast. I guess I didn't know that. I, I guess I'm no not in the idea. UK, so I had no idea. I'm going to follow him. UK knife, UK, oh, I'm sorry, it's U Knife Maker Supplies. Knife, oh. So it's not UK Knife Oh, makers. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think, um, I think these are the ones that TR Maker went ahead and cut out and I don't know if he heat treated them, but he definitely put the uh, laser etch on the side. Oh, okay. So these are laser cut blades. I think so. Now, hold on. I, I guess I don't know that for sure. I just know that I was talking to uh, I was talking to uh, TR Maker and I was talking to a couple different people about that process. 
but it's 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 entirely possible. I know that at Ucell is getting into that business, laser cut, laser mm-hmm. cut uh, steel. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that that's that's the uh, system that they were. I I, I think that this is the uh, first run of that of that um, system that they're doing. So I'll definitely be following along with that because that might be something that I might get into here in a little bit. But yeah, we talked about this with you yes, doing, we did. Uh, you doing some some like uh, ordering like a, a a run of say like what, what how many would you buy at once like 10 like 15? yeah i think i would probably do between 10 and 20 chef knives at a time the whole idea is that i want to get into stainless steel and i just simply do not have the space for a um even heat or paragon oven so yeah you need in order to heat treat stainless you definitely yes. need a kiln so you absolutely would be, you do it would make sense for you right now to order your blanks and have them heat treated yeah, and then and then you can just grind them down and you know and and work right, and that. obviously the price point would come down <laughs> considerably because my work time on it comes down considerably, and you know they're machine cut out, so it's not completely handmade in some people's eyes. But let um, me ask you something: if you could say do this and get these fifteen blanks in, I'm going to challenge you. I think you could sell them all by Christmas. <laughs> I'm not kidding yeah. you. I know uh, you could. I think I think if you did all fifteen, you had them heat treated and, and cut out and profiled, and you did you know cool decorative handles on each one, mm-hmm. you could have them all sold by Christmas. And and, <laughs> and here's the reason why: there's going to be a massive shortage. I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to this is my prediction. If you're not buying for Christmas already right now, you're screwed. Dude, I'm honestly about to shut down my Christmas orders because, you know, my my leather guy said that if he doesn't have the stuff, if he doesn't have the knives by Thanksgiving, he can't have them done by Christmas. Your chef's knives don't need a, a correct, leather correct, sheath. Correct. So you could do Kydex. You could do a Kydex Saya or you could do just a, a standard like uh, taco style Kydex that would be super easy mm-hmm. and get away with it because I think you could you could make like five grand. <laughs> between now and Christmas. That would be, you know, <laughs> right on the verge of life changing for me right now. Well, that's because... what I'm saying. I th- I think it's something you should really consider because yeah. from a, for, in my head, from my, you know, like I'm already thinking like, I want to order one from you, from you. Oh, geez. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, like I, I, I'm looking for unique handmade gifts that I want to give to people that yeah. means something, yeah. you know? And, and, you know, I, I, there's just supply chain issues everywhere and people are notoriously disorganized, like my steel distributors. They're just they're just not thinking ahead, and they're not communicating. And then it's December fifteenth, and they're like, "Oh shit, I want to buy a knife," and you've got ten in stock, right? And you're and just posting them like living crazy all over your Facebook and your Instagram, and like mm-hmm. people are like, "Screw it, I'm buying one for Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna get yeah. that gift." and and it'll be sold. Well, every batch I've been doing for the past couple months, I've been doing a couple extra knives just so I have a little bit of, you know, stock for the last minute Christmas buyers. But, you know, my my original plan with this was to um, buy a couple of them and, you know, give one to my brother so he can use it down in Nashville, down the high end, you know, high end, um, what is it, golf course that he works at. And then a couple of other people, you know, basically just give them out to be like, hey, test this out for me before I do a big run. 
But shit, I mean, if if anybody is interested in getting a stainless steel knife for me, reach out to me. Let's let's get this uh, let's get this going. Do some really cool handle work. Oh, absolutely. And use and use synthetics because yeah. they're going to be in a kitchen environment. So use right. you know G10, micarta, whatever. Well, shoot, and, man, I was planning on sending one to you with mango wood on it. Yeah, well, I, it's okay if it's been <laughs> if it's been already shaped. It only messes with me like if I'm like I'm, I'm like grinding on it or something. It doesn't. It, it's actually even not that bad if it's stabilized. No, I'm it's messing. Fine. I'm messing. But the but the if you do a synthetic handle, you don't have to go crazy. You could even just do black G10 with like oh, brass sure, sure. pins or something. And I'm telling you, man, it, with the amount of people looking for unique gifts this year, and they're going to have a hard time finding them. Yeah, you would be in a unique position, and if not, you're gonna, you know, you'll sell them over the course of time anyway. Oh, sure, so, it's definitely not a loss by any means, but so will you sell? Do a laser etch into it, like with your logo. Like if you send them your logo, could he do that? Yeah, too? I've I've already started to talk to him about it. It definitely is very doable. I, I, you know what? I think I'm gonna pull the trigger on this. Um, I, I think I, it's an awesome idea, and I think you should you should do it today, execute it today. Like I'm not kidding you, man. I I'm fully behind it, and I'd like I'd like one myself. Just okay, so you know. we'll do it. We'll do it. You've already got <laughs> one sold. All right. I got forty five dollars coming your way via PayPal. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> uh, but no, I'd love to, I'd love to buy one from you and um, and give it away as a gift or keep it for my own library because I've I gave away some knives recently mm-hmm. and my knife magnets are looking a little bare. So Ooh. I'd like to have I'd well, like we to need to fill those things knives. back up. Yes, yes, yes. All right, for getting sure. back into WFI projects really quick because we are hitting the one hour mark. Providence, Providence Woodwork, Woodworks on Instagram. Uh, this this is a person I'm, this is a fringe person. I don't really fully know them. I don't recognize the name. I am following them. So somehow I followed their stuff. <laughs> and it does say that they're in Florida. So Providence, okay. Providence Woodworks in Florida. Um, it says some of the blades that I have available at the moment all come with a leather sheath, which is not pictured, but, um, really cool designs, like some cool stippling. Oh yeah, for sure. The handle work is like really intricate and he made some nigh, uh, looks like he used a rasp for one of them. That's awesome. Looks really cool, but I love all these blades. I mean, his style Mm -hmm. is super cool. So I dig your sure. work, Providence Woodworks, and thank you so much for sharing your your work with us. So I'm looking at Red Snake Forge. Uh, it looks like they have a couple of really small EDC knives with the purple handles. Um, oh, looks like it's yeah. a little forge thing. Um, let's see, a couple almost finished this weekend. I can't recall what wood it is. Well, it's purple. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it is either. Yeah, it's but... not purple heart. It's no. It's probably it's some sort of burl that was dyed. Speaking of Purple Heart, working on that little bit of Purple Heart on my Bowie, holy cow, is that stuff pretty. I will it's be ordering that pretty. again in the in the future for now. I didn't even know that wood existed until like a couple of years ago. Really? I was in, I was in a woodworking sh- – I actually was buying a table saw from somebody, and it was in a woodworking shop. Okay. And he had a piece of it, and I was like, what is that? Is that like dyed? And he's like, no, that's Purple Heart. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, he told me all about it. I bought the piece from him. I bought the yeah. wood from him. So I have a big chunk of it in my shop. But yeah. it's purple, just like these handles on this yeah, guy's knife. Yeah, for sure. 
And it looks like it's dyed purple, but it is not. Yeah, it's definitely a dyed purple something, whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah, he says it's not. He knows it's not Purple Heart. He says it's dyed and and stabilized. So I'm looking at uh, Red Snake Forge's profile. It looks like they have a lot of knives and bottle openers that they've put up recently. But yeah, it looks like a great follow. Uh, 604 followers, so we can jump that up a little bit more. Yeah, Red Snake Forge, all one word. He has 604 po- followers at the time of this recording. His name is Steve Ellis. He's a hobbyist, blacksmith, and bladesmith, father and husband. He says he enjoys working with steel, wood, and now leather. Hey. He is He is from Wyoming, but he lives in Texas. Awesome. And then, of course, you know, going on to the next post, it is Zero Maker with another phenomenal Damascus ring. Um, Holy cow, is this thing. It almost looks like a candy cane. Like, isn't that just awesome looking? It's insanity that he's able to make this. I I, and he he uh, well, he bought the Damasteel. Yeah, so it is Damasteel, but he turned it himself. Oh, man. That's crazy. And there's other, there's another, there's like other stuff in this. Like, what is this? What's he making? <laughs> what are you making? It's He's a magician zero. over there with that uh, Damascus. Holy cow. And that lathe. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That stuff's amazing. And uh, our our guy over at, um, well, I guess it's it's TR Maker UK, which is, uh, which is uh, Mark Vanderwerf. Mm-hmm. He's showing off his uh, collaboration that he did with um, Richard Beck, the uh, the the Vandersander. I think mm-hmm. it's what he calls it, right? Yeah, B A Vandersander, the badass Vandersander. I thought it was badass. I was corrected. It's actually it stands for Beck's Armory. So oh, Beck's, I, I, <laughs> I guess like, that makes a little bit more sense. But then I was like, but you're missing out. It should be right. bad, badass. I mean, that's no, what I'm we're coining we're coining it right now. It's the badass Vandersander. I think it should be the badass Vandersander. That's what it I is. Think. What that's are you talking about? It is. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so whenever I see B A, I always think of B A Baracas from uh, from uh, the A team. Mm-hmm. Which is Mr. T, I believe. Right. Yeah. And uh and BA stood for um badass. So right. in the show. Right. So yeah, that's what I always equate that. But anyway, they did this really cool collaboration where uh it's a uh it's a disc sander and yeah. it's it, it tilts and turns and does all kinds of stuff and you build it. It's like a kit, like uh like the revolution. So so very, very cool build. And he painted it like a real light green. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really cool. It's flashy. Before we go on to the dad jokes, it only makes sense that I bring up this piece of work from Tyrell Knifeworks. It's a letter opener that he made for um, a Santa. Like, l- let me go ahead and read this. This letter opener is a special build for a couple in Texas that answers letters from Santa on their own time and money. How awesome is that? This is like uh, karma times a million. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Like and these... he did it in red resin and made it look kind of Christmassy. So yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. And I just love the fact that, you know, my, my whole thing is, you know, being a good person and, you know, 
doing good works for other people, you know, you, you do it with an idea of, you know, you're just doing something nice and you're never going to get something from in return. But the fact that Dennis Tyrell would, you know, go out and, you know, I'm sure absolutely make their week with, you know, this wonderful piece of work that, you know, they didn't ask for, you know, that's, it's just so cool that, you know, he would go above and beyond to, you know, kind of highlight and make the make the day of people that are, you know, going above and beyond for, you know, other people. So I love, that. I, I That's love so the cool. I love the concept, too, because I I, th- I just honestly think that like people that do good things for others, you know, and then somebody else like Dennis comes along and does something good for them. It's like a really cool like that pay it forward mentality, yeah. which I really love like. That. I love it, too. I was listening to Making It uh, with um, Bob Claggett uh, and uh, Jimmy Duresta and mm-hmm. oh, the guy from Make Something. I, I can never remember his name. God, I feel like such an asshole. Oh, my but. goodness. It's escaping my mind, too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's awesome, too. I really like all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, super, it's a great podcast. If you're not listening to it, you should. But Jimmy and Bob were talking about... Bob was saying that he was running into the problem of like creating content, like, you know, like everything he ever does or makes content around is solving a problem. Right. So he has to have a problem to solve. And he's like, Mm. I'm running out of these problems. I'm running out of things to solve. And Jimmy had a really great insight. He was like, so create the problem. Right. You know, he, he, he kind of reverse engineered it a little bit. He's like, Take a look at something really normal mm-hmm. and redesign it. It's that it simple. Is. And and there put your is. own spin on it. And he's like, and he's like, you know, just take that chair that you're sitting on right now and completely redesign it, make it better. And then mm-hmm. put your own spin on it. And what Dennis is doing with this, you know, sort of pay it forward thing with the letter opener, Dennis has made thousands of knives and, mm-hmm. He's probably running into the same thing where he's like, well, what am I going to make next? I mean, he does that with all of his like, like that dagger he made from the last, mm-hmm. um, the Thor, uh, Loki, Loki, Loki yeah. movie. And, and see, this is the problem with a lot of content creators and people that like to do hobbies. They like, they, they run out. You like, you get, <laughs> it's almost like you get to a point where you're like, well, I've done that already. You know, and well, uh, why would I do that again? Or it's almost you- like the uh, problem you guys were running into with asking questions. You know, after a while, you just run yeah. out of good questions to ask. Yeah, because you feel like it's redundant. You right. Know? And, and that is the truth. And it's like, how many times can I build a grinder or modify a grinder on a video? And then that's what I was saying to you today. It was like, I'm just going to make videos now that I like to make. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like do fun shit and cool shit mm-hmm. and, and make videos about that. And you know, yeah, you know, it's not going to sell as many grinders and it's not going to like get me the viewership that I had and whatever else. But, you know, it's better than nothing. It's better yeah. than not making videos because I haven't made a video in like two months. And then when I was doing this video for the Bowie Knife Challenge, I got like an injection of just like it just reinvigorated my love of making youtube content yeah i was gonna ask you know you've had such a hiatus of making youtube content it must feel does it feel like you're you know jumping back on the horse or you know was there a little bit of you know trying to get back into the rhythm of it or was it just like you know i've i've been doing this for a while it was easy to jump back into it and 
it was easy to jump back into it. Okay. And I, and but at the same time, I I really loved doing it. You know, the the process mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed, and I think that's partially the reason why I had the hiatus was because I didn't want to make video content that I didn't like making. And I had, Mm. all I was doing was like packing parts and I'm not a vlogger, you know, I don't want to, I'm not, I do that on Instagram kind of, but like, that's, it's just in one minute clips, you know, I'm not like a Casey Neistat or whatever. I just, I could make my life interesting like that if I wanted to, but I just don't have the time, you know? Yeah. I feel like people would watch a, you know, Brian house vlog, but I feel like you would also lose a lot of the people that, you've had before on your channel. So I, I don't know. I, I almost wonder if that would be, you know, a step in the wrong direction. I, I do yeah. like the fact that you, you know, basically took a quick hiatus, you know, got your bearings back under you. I'm sure, you know, obviously with this Bowie knife, you know, that was an easy project to put together for a video. I'm sure moving, you know, into this new shop, you can make a lot of really cool content of how you're, you know, wiring things up or, you know, this is what I'm going to do with this. You know, I'm going to design a thing for this area. You know, it, it just gives you a lot of opportunity to make a lot of really good content. Yeah, most definitely. I, I think under, unfortunately, you know, the initial initial build out, I only really shot time lapses. Mm-hmm. And it was because I just simply didn't have the time. I just had too many things going on at once and I needed to focus. But I did time lapse a lot of it. In fact, okay. I set up, I set up a... Um, a GoPro with a battery or like a plug-in situation Mm -hmm. so that my GoPro could shoot time lapses while I was working. And it was super simple to move because I just have that. It's like a light camera. So it's like you can clamp it to whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, I took a page out of uh, Camerata, Andrew Camerata. He's the guy that just does like, he's like does property maintenance and like he rebuilds like old, skid steers and stuff like that i mean people sit through like 30 40 minutes of his videos of him just doing time lapse of like repair and he just kind of briefly talks and i was like you know what if i don't shoot anything at all then then i have nothing so i might as well just shoot a time lapse and then later i can kind of narrate over it and you know share the process of what i did um and get it done and get it you know get everything moved and in a timely fashion and all that stuff. So yeah, there, there, there'll, there'll be a video coming out about the initial build out, but then we're going to do a mezzanine project, which is like a, a big, big project with heavy steel beams and, you know, okay. welding and all of that. So yeah, that'll get a, that'll get an extensive uh, video series. Yeah. Put up, yeah. I really yeah. feel like there's a lot of people that enjoy that, you know, long form time-lapse content because just, um, I've been watching a lot of on the Slack channel. People have been posting for the Bowie Knife Challenge um, their videos just so we can kind of see what they look like ahead of time. And I posted mine, but you know, it seems like quite a few of them. It's you know, somebody talks in the beginning, and then a lot of it is just you know, shots and time lapses and some music in the background. And you know, they do incredibly well with that type of content. So obviously, you know, the hunger for that type of video is out there. It definitely is. It's easy to, um, it's easy. It's like an easy watch for me. Like whenever mm-hmm. Andrew puts out a video, because you can also like be doing social media at the same time. It's like not real intensive. It doesn't like mm-hmm. require you to be fully uh, attentive uh, to it. So man, yeah, and I, the absolute master of that is again, 
simple little life jeremy you know totally. there's so many yeah. of his build videos where it's it's complete silence throughout the entire thing with a little bit of music in the background and like i'll sit down and watch a couple of those videos and be like oh well there goes a couple hours of my life <laughs> oh yeah you get sucked into his stuff i mean and he i think him and Deresta too you know yeah Deresta Deresta has is another same, great one yeah where you can just sit through all of it and it's you just know it's going to be quality. It's just yeah. going to be good. And you're learning something at the same time. Oh, yeah, there's watching. so many times. There's so many times where I'm watching one of those videos and like, holy cow, I used that tool to do that process. I'm going to go ahead and buy one because I need to. That's obviously so much better than what I've been doing. It's the truth. It really is. It is. It is. Brian, are you ready for Dad Joke Central? <laughs> because I got to tell you right now, I am I am loaded with dad jokes. Yep, I'm warm. (laughs) All right, so all of these dad jokes, I have like I think five or six to to tell. They all came from one person in my my life, and it's Nate Walpole. Okay. Uh, He is Walrus Steel, I believe, is his handle on Instagram. Let me dude. I had I had him on a live stream once, and he is he's awesome. He's a great guy to talk to. Oh, he's so awesome. And um, he sent me something that I need to do a piece of social media on, and I haven't opened it yet because I've been too busy. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Walrus Steel on Instagram or Nate Walpole. You'll find uh, him on Facebook. All right, so he sends me a shit ton of jokes, and they're all really funny. So, all right, you Let's ready? Let's hear one. All right. I've started telling everyone about the benefits of eating dried grapes. Oh, yeah. It's all about oh yeah. It's all about raisin awareness. Here's one for you, Doctor Cone. Hey, this there is, we go. This one that he even writes this in his message. <laughs> this one is for Doctor Cone. If you suck at playing the trombone, that's probably why. Good. Do you yes. understand that joke? Yes, I did. You're it took to me a half a second. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, why do people in Athens hate getting up early? Why is that? Because dawn is tough on Greece. I just found out that they won't be making 12-inch rulers any longer. Why is that? Think about it. <laughs> they won't be making 12 inch rulers any longer oh goodness <laughs> any longer they're not gonna make them longer because they're 12 inches yeah 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 so those are all from our buddy nate walpole Love at walrus steel it. thank you nate he has uh he's a super creative guy um in uh, numerous ways he was a major contributor i believe in the animation department when the original Halo video games came out. So he yep. was one of the guys that, that helped create Master Chief and all of that. So And while I was while I had him on the live stream, he said that he was working on a couple different projects. And you know, I'm sure they're gonna be crazy. You know, if he if he did Halo, obviously he's gonna be doing some, you know, fantastic work. So Yeah, oh yeah. Every anything that comes up from him is 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 great stuff. I I gotta say. And he's just a super pleasurable guy to know as well mm-hmm. so hopefully at some point in my life he's another canadian by the way 
Oh, really? He's, yeah, yeah. He, I believe he was born in Canada, and he lives in Vermont. So he's okay. best of both worlds. Born, <laughs> born in Canada, but resides in the States. Yeah. So we get a little bit of both. There it is. Anyway, Brian, I have a, a dinner engagement this evening. Ooh. So I'm going out to dinner tonight. Where are you uh, taking Sarah? Uh, I'm actually... Uh, Sarah's coming along. It's with her parents. Uh, oh, her nice. mom and dad are in town uh, for another week. So we are going to go have dinner outside at a place, I think, called Bella Sarah. It's like a, it's like a hotel okay. in my town. And if you can imagine, so like everything's white marble and you're mm-hmm. sitting outside and there's like white Christmas lights on every palm tree and okay. people are serving you wine. But the, you can see the pool from where you are. Um, I hope I'm painting a picture. It's very you are. good. It, yes. Yeah. It's it's like um, and all the food comes to you and you when it gets there, it's delicious, but there's not enough of it. You're right. If that makes sense. Okay. So very expensive place to eat. I won't be paying. My father-in-law, he always pays for dinner. And, you know, they love these, like, nice restaurants, you know, and, and um, they do that when they come to Naples. So, Well, that's we awesome. I hope you along. enjoy your evening. I hope you uh, enjoy that experience of the fine dining. My plan is to get really drunk and fall in the pool. <laughs> that's kind of a goal of mine for nobody will be embarrassed at all don't worry about it yeah kind of pull like an ace ventura you know <laughs> like where i slip and fall into the pool and you know <laughs> the dolphin tank the whole all thing. So, righty then all righty then do not go in there <laughs> so anyway all right listen i have to say ben uh put a shout out uh to get five new patrons and if we got five new patrons he was going to make something yeah. I am happy to inform you, Ben, that we got five new patrons because of yeah, what you said. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, there it is. Uh, yeah, there it is. We are now obligated to to finish the shop scalpel and all of that. So uh, yeah. the patrons, thank you. You guys are awesome. And listening to Making It, I realize that a lot of podcasts do this where they shout out their, their patrons. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this? Oh, like, yeah, or- for sure. I, I didn't know that this was like a thing. So I am going to shout out our patrons. Let's do it. So give me a second because I'm signed in. I've got I eight I've I've <laughs> I have eighteen patrons on my housework channel, Whoa. which donate um you know, I make like eighty two dollars a month just from Dude. Those, those guys, which is maybe awesome. I need to set this thing up. You definitely do because people want to support your work, and they're not, you know, they're they're the type of people that would do it in this regard, which is amazing to me. But people right. donate their hard earned money. In fact, I, aren't you a patron of mine? Don't you? I, I'm pretty sure you're like a dollar a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So I did the Work For It podcast uh, Patreon at the five dollars a month. Oh, that's right. You yeah. And then right. when now I joined, I was like, well, you know, <laughs> you donate your time now, which is worth way more than yeah. five bucks. But yeah, okay. So we have 15 patrons now. Wow. On the Work For It podcast Patreon. Goodness. I know. I was like, dude, this is amazing. So uh, I am going to shout out all 15 of you. Let's do it. Um, And some of you don't put your last name on here. So I will just say Bob in the UK. Thank you. He is a a contributor. Keith Drennan. Menster Hill Forge. Scott Wilkerson. My buddy Scott up in Mm -hmm. Tampa or near Tampa. Brigham Kindell. Great person. Great guy. Great person. Bob Ryan. 
Eric Peterson, Jamie Blow. There's a hey, name here another great contributor. Michael Nye, Stanley Showstack, Noah Bloomberg from wow. Entiot River Forge, Devin O'Hara of the Art of Craftsmanship. Wow, look at that. He's a patron, yes. He's been a patron since February of 2021. Wow. Justin Miller, Florida Man mm-hmm. Forge. Great dude. Mark Vanderwerf. He's Another an great old dude. school, old school Patreon who joined in January of 21. Wow. And Marcus over at MW Steelworks. He is also an old school contributor. He has been a, a contributor since January. In fact, he was our first contributor to Hey, Patreon. nice. You all are beautiful people and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, uh, That leads me to the one last thing that I have to do is that for Christmas this year, Brian, regardless of what we do with the Shop Scalpel Project, Mm -hmm. you are getting all new podcasting equipment. So I'm sending you all that stuff. So we're going to take the money. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get you a new microphone um, and a stand and then also one of those fancy button things for sound effects and all that i don't know dude what that, i'm that's so called. excited about that uh yeah. right now i've just been using my audio technica headphones and the microphone that's on this um apple laptop so it you know, sounds good though surprisingly like yeah your mic sounds I, i've pretty always good. i've always thought that it sounded decent i've i've thought about going out and buying some sort of a podcast um but you know it it sounds off the the mic that comes with this computer seems to sound okay, but yeah, I'm sure fun. as soon as I get a better microphone, it'll just pull it up that extra notch. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important that you know we take the money that's being sent to us and we do something with it. Oh, absolutely. You know? And so I, you know I've I'll just cash that money out and then we'll put that towards it, and the housemaid will pay for the rest. But the um, yeah, I, I'm going to do that for myself, too. And and the catalyst for this concept was not that we just totally do need it because we do need it. Mm-hmm. But also, I dropped my microphone. <laughs> oh, geez. So I it was I don't know what happened. It was like um, I'm actually uh, talking on it right now. But OK, it has to be positioned in a way where it's just right in order for it to work. Okay. So um, it's yeah, my stand tipped over and then oh. it smashed all over the floor. So, oh, geez. We need new microphones, so you and Ben and me will get new microphones. You're going to get, like, a little bit more fancier stuff because you're going to have, like, the button thing, whatever, so we can do. what. Here's what I really want to do. I want to be able to play back other podcasts. I was talking to Lando Novak okay. from um, – what's the name of his podcast? I can't think of it now. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> you got it's me. like it's something it's something like Forge Side Chat, I think. Oh is, yeah, that sounds about is right. That, isn't that it? I think think that uh, Lando, I apologize. Uh and he messaged me this morning and he goes, Hey, can I use a clip from your show in my show? And I was like, You never have to ask. Like right. just do it because it's it. so cool. <laughs> and we need to do the same thing. But believe it or not, it is insanely difficult to do it. Really? Like to backfeed audio from a computer into this system, it is oh. insanely difficult to make happen unless you have one of those like podcaster, you know, or whatever it's called, um, road roadcaster systems or whatever. Okay. They make it really easy where you can backfeed your headphones into a jack and blah, blah, blah. Oh. So – it's kind of like what J.K. Blades does, like Jason yeah. Hartwell does. On, you know, they have. I was gonna say it to, sounds like, like you know. I was gonna say it sounds super sophisticated, like the uh, Hustle and Grind podcast over there. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to be able to do all that same stuff, take phone calls and all that. And we right now, we just can't simply can't do it no, because absolutely. we're we're just our hands are tied with the technology. Mm-hmm. It's not for a lack of money. We can do it now. We have all the Patreons supporting us. So it's time. So for well, uh, like in the it. next, we need to do some research in the next couple of weeks. We'll get it all figured out and we'll send everybody new microphones and stuff. So. Cool. Sounds like a plan, man. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening to the Work For It podcast. I hope you all have a great working week moving forward and an even better weekend in your workshops. This is Brian House. And this is Brian Cohn. And this has been the Work For It podcast. Have a good one, guys. Work adios, for adios. it. Adios, adios. Ben, goodbye, we miss you. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> we love you. Oh, jeez. See you later. <laughs> oh, wait. One more thing. One more thing. Did What's you that? hear the Easter egg that I left in the last podcast? Yeah. I'm blowing you a kiss. <laughs> I'm blowing you a kiss, Brian, right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs>